Welcome to Synthaholics. This is your host, David Duncan, and with me is the illustrious, Brian. the illustrious, the illustrious. Brian. Yeah, the illustrious. Whoa, yeah, Undu- the undulating Brian. <laughs> undulating Brian. <laughs> Hello, David. Hey. Hello, David. Are we just going to shake the whole time? Yeah. That's new. This is how we're going <laughs> to podcast. A, it's on. a space movie. We gotta. <laughs> we gotta. Eh. We're, we're having. Uh, we're on the bumpy space road. Yes. The the is there we're hitting meteors. We're hitting meteors. We're hitting space potholes and leaving space tracks. Yeah, so we are. That's what happens when you use liquid straws. We're not even going to talk about anything. This we're just going to do this the whole time. Like we're on a road trip. Liquid. No talking. <laughs> oh, like the the Penn and Teller's road trip simulator that actually takes like nine hours to drive from like wherever to Las Vegas, like on a bus. And it Penn and <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's a video game that like that takes it's it's got really bad graphics, but it takes like actually nine hours to drive a bus over a straight road. But if you leave, it'll like veer off to the side and crash, and you have to start over again. Really? Yes. I feel like this is something I need to check out. Unironically, I probably will look this up now. <laughs> I can't take a road trip in real life because i don't like driving so i'll take one of the video <laughs> it's just dry it's like it's like a 16-bit looking game i think where you're just driving across the desert for nine hours can't see it. our eyes our eyes don't go past 16-bit anyway so i don't know what's what's the difference that's how i see everything i don't know if that's what you see but <laughs> i thought everything bit everything looks like chrono trigger yes exactly my hair is all pointy <laughs> there's just like two spikes <laughs> yeah. Oh. All man. right. So I just woke up an hour ago due to schedule changing, uh, so I don't remember what I was talking about for news today. But as soon as Brian mentions something, I'm sure I will be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." All right. Are you ready for the for the first piece? That you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm ready for Brian to jog my memory. Cheers. Golem. Golem game. <laughs> what they made a game about Smeagol? I can't wait to yeah. play this. I I, I yeah. can't wait you're ex- you okay don't Smeagol's even it's my favorite character that you were excited to play this nobody wanted this from the day it was announced Smeagol? it was announced and everybody was like Ugh. oh gosh <laughs> yeah so the game came out uh this week the week you know that we're filming and uh it's not getting good reviews, which is surprising. Because Gollum's the best character showed, ever invented. Everything <laughs> they showed up until the game released, it looked solid. It looked like it was going to be 10 out of 10. <laughs> there wasn't one doubt I had. And then the game released, and, you know, the graphics are really bad. The, the, there's technical problems. The story's bad. You're you're just doing chores. I don't know what happened, but like everything up until then, I was I was gonna give up by the game. That's what I was gonna do. It's the Golem Fetch Quest game plus Stealth Simulator, and Golem's only attack is is like a sneak attack where he strangles people. But if they wear a helmet or a hat, you cannot strangle them. Well, of course, not. if they have something on their head, you cannot strangle them for whatever reason. Also, well, that's it's protecting. Also, elves are strangle proof, proof whether or not they have uh, helmets or hats on. Did you know that if you buy the uh, like digital deluxe edition, they'll they'll speak 
Andy proper Circus lore. will come over to your house and slap you. What? <laughs> if you buy the extended edition or the special edition, no, no, the, Andy the Circus collection. comes to your house and slaps you for buying this game. I, I mean, I would buy it then. If that's what ha- if that was, I mean, who wouldn't buy it then? I want to be assaulted by. I want to be assaulted by Andy Circus. Is this canon? Do we know if this is a canon? I don't know if it's canon. Do you know if it's canon? <laughs> Smeagol delivering flowers to prisoners is totally canon. Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know there's if it's no, canon or not. There's no way this is canon. I mean, no, it's it it's about as canon as Rings of Power. Well, is that canon? No, it's not. It breaks all okay. canon. Every yeah, single. Who, who's, who decides if it's canon or not? WB and WB didn't make Rings of Power, <laughs> therefore it's not canon. <laughs> therefore, not canon. <laughs> yeah, if you buy the, the digital deluxe or whatever the heck the collector's edition is, the elves go from speaking English to speaking like their Elvish. native. Um, yeah, whatever. Plenty of, probably. Yeah. You gotta pay ten extra dollars to hear the actual the real lore, which is always <laughs> exciting. It's like locked. It's like, man, I'm gonna pay ten extra dollars so I can hear people speak in a language I can't understand, and I have to read the subtitles versus I just mean, hearing them speak. Honestly, if you were excited for this game and you're gonna buy it regardless, you might as well go for the the digital deluxe edition. Just go all out. This is one that you should just go all out, even though this game is a sixty dollar game. It, which, you know, that's kind of surprising, but it is a $60 game, so you might as well just, you know, go go get your 70 bucks and go buy a uh, Gollum game. David, are you going to buy Gollum? Absolutely not. Oh, if it's a dollar? No. Okay, so this is just off the table for you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, if I got it in a humble bundle, I wouldn't install it. Okay. <laughs> so I, you would I, buy it, yeah. Well, that's not. I, I, if, it were, if it was, I'm not it's buying it. I'm buying a humble bundle. And if I'm buying a humble bundle, I'm like buying a game I want in the humble bundle. And if it, it just happens to have Gollum in it, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna boycott the humble bundle for having Gollum in it. But I may not. <laughs> but I may not. Re- I may not even redeem the code. Okay. Well, you know, no boycotting the humble bundle. They're being humble. You're being humble about it. I yeah, get it. I, I like humble. I like humble bundles. I mean, they haven't had any good ones that I've been into this year, but. You know, you know, here we are. All right. Uh, well, that's the. Uh, you, that is true. That is true. Uh, Sony had their state of play this uh, this past week as well. Uh, there's only really uh, three games that I kind of cared about. The there was Phantom Blade Zero, which looked like a cool like ninja something game. Don't know much about it. I don't know. It's probably going to be on PC. Well, I mean, so I'll buy it. The, the whole state of play was a, a dumpster fire because they didn't show Stellar Blade. All right. Well, that's what it is for David. I know some people are like, it's like a mixed people are like, because they didn't show off like any of their first party studios. But like, I'm not like, I thought it was fine. Like, I don't know. They showed like, I'm not like, wow, this was an awful state of play. I don't can't I can't imagine it being any worse. I did not watch. I just watched the trailers. I was interested after the fact. <clears throat> so the state of play, I've seen videos of people being like, WTF was that state of play. And I'm like, I mean, the little bit I saw was fine. Like, I mean, granted. Well, people are upset that their first party studios weren't there, like Sucker Punch or Naughty Dogs or anything. Well, uh, that's that's 
fine because I mean we know it, they're working it, on it, stuff. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter because like everything Microsoft shows off has been terrible lately. They didn't show off Hi-Fi Rush, so Hi-Fi Rush came out okay, but Redfall they were showing previews and whatnot. That Redfall. True. How did they show Redfall that worked in the previews? That's what I want to know. Like, what what were they showing them in oh, previews? They made a custom level for it, probably, or something. <laughs> like a vertical slice that worked perfectly. Like it just yeah yeah. Because they I just mean, made like a, a ten minute chunk that was just perfect and it was like the way it was supposed to be because they didn't have to, that. That's where all the dev time went. Just to that ten minute gameplay section, that vertical slice. That's amazing because yeah, because I mean like they couldn't have been showing the actual game because the actual game is just in the abysmal state. Yes. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. Again. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. I'm pretty excited for this game. This is one of my more anticipated games of the year. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for it to come out. I'll probably buy it day one. I've been excited since they announced it. Final Fantasy 16 is a weird thing for me. Like I want it because it's a Final Fantasy game, but every time I see it and it doesn't show the summons, it doesn't look or feel like a Final Fantasy game to me. <laughs> so like well, I, f- I forget about it because it doesn't feel very Final well, the Fantasy. Combat, they're changing the combat in this one. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm kind of sad that they're changing the combat, because I feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake was the perfect storm of the old-school combat plus, you know, your action RPG-ness mixed together. Yeah. It was a perfect marriage. It's what they've been trying to do, it feels like, forever, and it feels a little sad they're abandoning that. I mean, I guess it'll be in the Final Fantasy Remake 2 Rebirth or whatever it is. But- I that's coming out. But um, I don't know. I, j- I just kind of wish they would go on with that because I like the controlling three characters at once, and it looks like we're going back to the Final Fantasy thirteen and fifteen model of just you're you're one guy now. Yes, you're one which guy. is which is a little bit sad. I miss the. But they do have like party. two titans fighting in the trailer, and that's what that's all you needed to show me to be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> oh, I, I love the titans. I love the summons. Like I, I mean, that all looks very Final Fantasy. It's just. When it's just the one guy walking around, it doesn't look Final Fantasy to me. I don't know why. Like it, it just <laughs> my eyes glaze over a little bit. I'm like, what? What am I watching? What is what this? Is this? Is this, so, yeah. is this for Spoken too? That's a oh god no. Let's not go back to that. There's a DLC coming out for that for all those uh, you know that played for Spoken. We're like, I need more. <laughs> I need more empty uh, brown worlds. The last game was uh, Spider Man, which you know looked. Pretty pretty amazing. Pretty good. I'm I'm excited. All Insomniac recent games are they look fantastic. I'm really excited for that. I still have to play the first Spider-Man game in Miles Morales. I haven't Morales. played any of them, but like I'm really excited for this second one. It, it looks really good. Uh, but the thing is, I showed I showed I showed my wife the uh, the trailer for it. She's in the middle of playing Batman Arkham City, and I don't know why she started Arkham City because she hated Arkham Asylum. <laughs> and like I showed her the trailer for Spider-Man Two, and she's like, "No, it looks too much like Batman. I can't do it." <laughs> It's very. It, it, she is right. It is very. It's a very dark game. Well, no, it's no, like a, mechanically, it's like Batman, where you're sneaking around and like doing oh. sneak attacks and oh, like tying that. people that's, up upside down on on gotcha, lines. Gotcha. It's, it, it, that's it's, only one way to do it. Like bat in in Batman, you that's the way you have to do it. This game, you don't have to be stealth if you don't want to. Anyway, so yeah, that Spider Man looked good. And uh, the final thing I wanted to bring up there is Sony's coming out with a handheld that looks bad. Why? Why is like they, it's they not chopped a their... hand, it's not it's not a handheld. It is technically a handheld. It is not. I mean, you you technically hold it in your hands, but it is not a yeah. handheld. 
it, yeah. it, it it's 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 an iPad it's, it's an iPad mini with a PlayStation controller cut in half and glued to it. That, <laughs> yeah. that that doesn't run any apps. All it does is stream stuff from the PlayStation 5 you already yeah. have to have. They've probably are they got to be missing something here cuz your phone can do that already. I know. Your phone so, can do it. Like, your iPad can is, do it. Every, yeah, everything that's coming out with this handheld that they have is I'm still going to call it a handheld cuz it is a handheld. But it, everything it, it, it doesn't function. It's I, I I can't call it a handheld because it doesn't it doesn't function without the PlayStation Five. What do you call it then? It, it, it's a it's an iPad that does nothing but stream the game. No, that's not what that is. Not it is definitely by definition has to be in handheld. It's in your hand. You're holding it. But it doesn't function without the the console. Yeah, I know, but it's still you're still holding my it. Ninten- my Nintendo Switch functions without anything else. My Game Boy functions without anything else. My Game Boy Advance functions. Those my PSP handheld. functions without Your another console. I understand, but I mean, like, it doesn't function without the other device. It is a streaming. It is a hand. It is a handheld streaming device. It there is not go. a handheld. It does not function on its own merit. Yeah, which is an odd decision. I don't know why they're making that. Maybe there's like some hidden stuff that they haven't revealed yet. Oh, it was just like, oh, it's coming. That's all they said. But they said it requires the PlayStation 5 to work. So, I mean, if this yeah. is... it's So, it's not like a Steam Deck. Your Steam Deck also a handheld because it just works. It doesn't require anything else to work. Sure, like, it just works. That's why I don't consider this a handheld because it, it re- it doesn't work on its own. You don't hold it in your hands. It's a feet. It's a feet held. Well, I mean, like I just, it's it's not a handheld system because it's not a system. Yeah, it's just like a screen. It's a with screen with a controller, controller glued to it. Like it, it's yeah. it, it's all it's it's. I mean, DIYers could probably cut their own PlayStation controller in half and stick it to the side of their iPad. Fine, but the thing is, like I've tried that remote play. Like it's, I I did it in the same room with my PlayStation Five on my same network on my computer and the frame rate wasn't great the response Uh-oh. wasn't great i've Uh-oh. seen people do videos where they've done it from vacation where they can remote into their playstation and it, you know it works but i mean like their their state of play wasn't that much better it wasn't that much worse than mine and mine wasn't great at being in the same room so unless this handheld has some way of making that experience better i don't know why you would buy this because you probably already have a phone and you already have a PlayStation controller you can sync to your phone. Oh, yes. So it didn't work. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know any much more about that. They don't they didn't show much more about that, but I think it's gonna probably fail. Unless, you know, something maybe they maybe they just announced it to see what feedback would be like and then they'll adjust it as needed. Oh, Who I, knows? I, I just I just don't I mean like because that it's got an eight inch OLED screen, so they're probably gonna charge like I'm just ballparking three hundred bucks for it. See, if that do those sell like seven of them if they're three hundred dollars. I mean, it's it's a big OLED. It's screen. like a, a PS5 accessory. The PlayStation controllers are almost ninety bucks by themselves, and it's a special controller because it's split in half. <laughs> and then the screen's probably special controller because it's cut in half. And then it's got a screen that's eight inches that they'll probably charge two hundred for that, so two hundred for the screen plus almost a hundred for the controller. That's my ballpark is like a three hundred dollar non non handheld. I, hope, I don't. Think, I hope it's not any higher than one ninety nine. I mean, that would be great if it was one ninety nine. No, but it's not, it's not great. Neither you or me are going to buy this. No, no, I'm not going to buy it. No, 
But I mean, like a one ninety nine would be slightly more reasonable than two ninety nine. But I don't see it being under two ninety nine personally. If it is, I'll be shocked. But still, like, why? I I, just, I I don't understand the need to buy this. It doesn't work independently, or they, they Maybe the, people for handheld. It's for people who prefer handheld. Handheld I, gaming. I don't know why you'd prefer handheld gaming to actually gaming on it. <laughs> I you know I, we don't have all the answers here, but. You know, we can speculate. Anyway, uh, Wheel of Time Season 2 is coming out uh, September 1st. I don't oh, know, it got a release date? It got a release date. So, oh, you man. know, get excited, man. Oh, that's man. for you, David. I wasn't sure if you knew about that one yet, but that's literally all the info we got. There's a couple pictures that I don't know what I'm looking at, but it's it's September 1st. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what you're looking at, Brian? Something that probably wasn't in the book. <laughs> If it's if it's anything like season one, you're seeing stuff that probably wasn't happening in the books. Oh, yeah, that's it. There's nothing more to say there. The last thing I wanted to bring up was uh, <laughs> Overwatch 2 PvE. Uh, you know, man, I was really rooting for you, Overwatch. I don't, I don't have a hat to hold over my chest as, like, yeah, I don't either. as amazing Grace plays. As, I was, uh, as we were rooting casket. for you. We wanted you to be good. And now you just killed the what you said you're making Overwatch two for. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't like. What were they doing? Well, what are they thinking? Well, I don't understand why they're just like you know what. This is the best path forward. It's like uh, you know what our fans don't hate us enough for Diablo Immortal. They they're not on the fence enough about buying Diablo four. You know what we're going to do? We're going to push them off the fence on the other side so they don't buy any more of our stuff in the future. Because I am I was I was one of those fence sitters, and with this Overwatch 2 news, because I, I was, like, dubious. I was on the fence about the Overwatch 2 PvE, too. I wanted to see it come out and see how it was going to be. But, like, I am off the fence. I'm just like, Blizzard, you have to do so much work to win me back in any stretch of the imagination. For for anybody who I don't know who works at Blizzard anymore because all the good people left. But <laughs> what what does Blizzard need to do for you to be like you know what I'm back baby I I can't even quantify that at this moment I am so turned off and burned by Blizzard I I'm, I burned you I, I'm not excited I played the public beta of Diablo Four for a second and my my skeletons were rubber banding. <laughs> Worse than an automatic rubber band firing machine. It was bad. It was really bad. I mean, like, when it wasn't rubber banding, it was fun and fine, I guess, but we don't know how bad the monetization's gonna be. I don't trust them. They're leaning super hard onto the seasonal aspect. You have to make a new character every three months, and I'm like, on Diablo 3, I I waited months and months in between playing new seasons. Like, I, I... Never had felt the need to like. I'm gonna make a new one right now. Like I, their model for how they're doing the game is questionable for longevity. Yeah, but I mean, like I, I, only the hardest of core Diablo fans will like sit there and make a new character every single season, every for years. And like, I need like a break from Diablo because it's not that much different. Like, oh, it's slightly different cosmetics, which we probably won't even get in the seasons because you probably have to buy the season pass to even get the different cosmetics for the season. So I'm like, probably. I'll no, s- that is, I, that's probably what makes the most sense. On top of I'll, paying $70 just for the game. 
you have to pay for the seasons to get the new so which is like I, I, the seasons the seasons weren't compelling enough for me to play free much less for me to pay extra to play the seasons <laughs> <clears throat> What it was more like when you wanted to play Diablo, just boot it up and we'll play for a little bit. Yeah. And now it's now it's like okay, now you got to do now you got to buy the seventy dollar game and now I gotta pay fifteen dollars, whatever the heck the ten passes. or fifteen bucks for the battle pass for, yeah. to play the new probably season. Probably there's there's probably going to be another pass. There's probably going to be multiple passes. Well, you get your gym pass, you get your blood coin pass, you get your battle pass, you get your uh, and be like eight different types of currency. You get your cocaine pass. <laughs> Exactly, and then like the, if you're playing the druid, it turns into a bear. You gotta have the cocaine pass because yeah, get, exactly. The cocaine bear is the power, most powerful cocaine druid. Bear. It's the most powerful, powerful druid bear. form. The cocaine bear. I bet you. What are the chances <laughs> that they give a, a like? You know, all these companies now when they come out with a new game, it's always it always comes along <clears> with <throat> we start we're we're sorry, we did we missed the mark. We didn't listen to our fans, and we really it happened for Jedi Survivor, Forspoken, uh, Gollum. Gollum. Uh, every game that comes out now comes with like a PR response saying why they messed up. Well, the Will that happen is, with Diablo? The the <laughs> Apollo, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. And the thing is, they they probably drafted this response during the alpha. <laughs> they, already, they already had it ready to go. We're sorry to our fans. We will be better. Sincerely, Blizzard Entertainment. We will find more That's ways true. to extract money from your corpse. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes. Yes. <sighs> so, and I'm- uh, that's that's we could talk about that forever, mm-hmm. but we're not gonna because we're gonna move on and uh, talk about Star Wars. I mean, Spaceballs. I mean, Star Trek. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Force. <laughs> VHS tapes. <laughs> yes, VHS tapes. Mister Rental. Mister Rental. Mister Coffee. Mister Radar. Radar. <laughs> we gotta start calling all machines Mr. Mr. again, like Mr. Computer, Mr. Microphone. Yeah, Let's, yeah, just bring it back. Why can't any of them be Mrs., huh? 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 Why no Mrs.? Oh, Why oh, no Mrs. Oh, Coffee? I'm sorry, this is 2023. Everything will be yeah. Mrs. Everything will be Mrs. Well, it doesn't all have to be Mrs. But, no, you know, no, it's cool. it's 2023 and Disney is, is doing amazing things with tanking their reputation and firing their staff so, you know, one, one and making movie. movies that can't get above a 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. No, one movie that I have hope for is a movie called Wish. It's to celebrate Disney's 100 years, and it's an animated movie. And I I hope it's good, because I want to watch it, and I want to be brought back to that Disney magic, man. Wish. I'm wishing upon a star. That wish will be good. Brian, so, yeah. that, that star is crashing into the planet and will kill us all. No. <laughs> I hope for Disney to make two good movies this year. One was Guardians of the Galaxy, knocked it out of the park, and two was uh, is Wish. Those are my those are my two wishes. Do I get a third one from the genie? Is he going to be in the movie? Uh, third wish. Can, can, can the third wish be like? Can Disney make good movies more consistently instead of once or twice a year? That'd be nice. I mean, well, not every movie can be good. Yeah, but like, not every movie should be trash, though. Like there should be like a middle ground of like most it wasn't movies great, should, but it's okay. Like most movies should be okay. Most movies should be like a seven, a seven out of ten. That's what I think most movies should be. That's like average. Most movies should be average. Then there's some that are dip below. And then there's some that go above. Mm, but but I don't know if but, that's a hot take. I I mean I think that that should be the hot take. I mean that that shouldn't be. It should be what it is. Uh, but yeah, most things have been so far below average lately. There are the, quite a the, few. 
the the average bar is is is, is now like at five. The How average bad. bar is five. <laughs> it's like slid down to five because everything's been so bad lately. We should make like a graph of like everything we rated, and I bet you there's a downward trend <laughs> with with stuff that we we rate. There's not a downward trend. We're going down. Actually, that's probably true. Well, I haven't we, done the math or anything. Well, we. But did, I feel like there's a downward trend. Well, like back when we did like uh, we did like two things. We gave like a ten to like back to back like Lord of the Rings and RRR or something like that. We gave them both like really high scores. Well, I mean, oh, was, oh, that's that, that, that's another thing. The actor who played the the general guy, I can't remember his name. He's going to be in Ahsoka, which is going to be a fantastically bad show. He's <laughs> he's rest in peace, Mister Man. Mr. Man? Mr. Man who plays the bad guy. I can't remember his name. Ray, Ray Stevenson? I think that's his name. I don't know. I, you could tell me his name. I'm not going to know. But uh, uh, yeah, you mentioned it to me that he passed away. Yeah, that, that was my... He, he was an RRR, his best performance. Ray Stevenson, yeah. He was an RRR. He was the, he was the, he was like, you know how much a bullet costs, son? <laughs> a, man, <laughs> like a, man, a man in England has to make it... A man has to go on an English boat. That's Ray Stevenson. That's his name. He passed away earlier this week or late last week. Um, put a baseball cap over it. our heart. Yeah. yeah, just like put a dark helmet over our whole body. Exactly. Um, I, I'm. I'd say he wasn't that old. I think he was in his like 60s. Maybe like he didn't look old. He looks great. He looked great in our heart. He's got well, a clearly bigger, something wasn't something wasn't great. He's got a bigger, bushier beard and Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's gonna be so good. Oh, I just feel bad for some of these actors who are like just gonna be in things that are just be garbage and start their last time they're <laughs> seen on camera. Like poor Ray Liotta and and Cocaine Bear <laughs> and poor Ray Stevenson and Ahsoka because there's no way Ahsoka's gonna be good. Hey, it's not out yet. We don't know. There's a trailer. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Disney, Might be good. Disney made it in the last couple of years. The chances of it being good are slim. Well, you know, Mando, Mando's good, isn't it? Or what way? Or is this season, this season bad? Season season three was very bad. <laughs> I stopped watching after the first episode. It was so bad. It was like, it was just like more Book of Boba Fett. I was like, oh my God. Perfect. It's so, That's my favorite. So, so bad. My favorite character is still the biker gang. Of all Star Wars, it's the biker gang. They're my favorite characters. The Vespas? <laughs> yeah, the Vespa gang. Oh, speaking of, speaking of Vespa, this movie centers around Princess Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> That's our segue into Spaceballs. Spaceballs. David, why don't you start off our ratings? Our ratings. For Spaceballs. So you texted me last night. Yes. And you were I like, did. I don't like this movie as much as I remember liking this movie. And yes. uh, and unfortunately, I'm in that same camp. I have to give this movie like a seven. It's okay. It's not terrible. It's not great. Well, what, what would you, before its, watching it, what would you have given it? Before watching it last night, I was probably going to give it like an eight or a nine. Because like, okay. this movie is a classic to me. Like, even though I'm giving this a lower rating, this is still a classic movie to me. And I love it. And I will still probably watch it again and again and again. Because I love Spaceballs. I love Rick Moranis. I, I, I love the whole concept of the movie. It's it's well done. It's got pacing issues, though. This movie is not well paced at all. Like, that's the thing that's come up lately. I guess when I'm a kid, when you're, because I watch this movie a lot as a kid. When, when you're a kid and you're watching something, I don't know if you're aware of the pacing. It's like something's on TV, I'm watching it. And I'm laughing every now and then, therefore this is good. But um, yeah, this, uh, this movie's paced really strangely. 
Like I remember like they're they're like fighting the Mega Maid at the very end of the movie and I paused it because I had to look at something. And there was still twenty something minutes left of the movie. I'm like, how is there still they're at they're they're in like the final part of the movie. How is there still twenty something minutes left when they're fighting this thing? It's like the the movie is not as well paced as I remember as I remember. And we talked a lot about nostalgia last time on the show and I think, and actually, this actually happened after we turned the cameras off last time, but we started talking about parodies and how parodies, you know, aren't great anymore. And that's why we wanted to get into the space balls. And I think parodies might have an expiration date. Brian, what's your take on this film? What? You're just going to end? <laughs> well, we can discuss parodies it. Parodies have an expiration we date. Can, Goodbye. We can, we can have a discussion <laughs> about it once you've, once you've said okay. your piece. So just like you, I also uh, was going to give this movie like a eight or a nine before I watched it. Cause I remember growing up, I watched this movie a ton of times too. And I always left and I always thought it was funny. I didn't think much about it though. Cause I wasn't like, you know, reviewing. I was just watching it. Cause like, Oh, he, he, hoo, hoo, that's funny. And I still, again, just like you will probably see this movie. I don't know how many more times in my life. Probably. I would imagine probably six more times before I'm dead. I'll probably see this movie. That's my guess. Six. I think is a good. That's fair. <laughs> six more times. But after watching it, I'm going to give it one lower than you, David. I'm going to give it a six. Ooh. Yeah. But six. You, you just said that all the movies should be like an average of uh, seven. You think this is below your average? I think it's a little below my average. And you're willing to watch it again? I thought yeah, I thought your fun. I thought no, your, no. I thought your rating was like if it's like a 6 or below you'd never want to see it again. No, no, it's if it's 5 or below I don't want to see it anymore. Oh, the store 5 or below? 5 or below. You know you know they have a 5 and above section and 5 or I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the stupid junk store, it's like the dollar store but it's like a like a $5 it's $5 store? Yeah, it's a $5 store but they have now oh. they have a above five dollar section and i don't david i don't go to stores i buy online (laughs) well i i've unfortunately been inundated with some uh five below commercials online oh my gosh or they're now selling things above five dollars oh no (laughs) what are we gonna do they're gonna have to go to the four below it's gonna be slightly less junky now that it's more than five (laughs) dollars thanks five below you're changing the world. But yeah, I'm going to give this movie a six. Again, like you said, it has pacing <laughs> issues. I was about, I don't know, at the time I felt like I was like, oh, there can't be that much longer because as I, as the same as you, I had to do something. And then I paused it and there was still like 30 minutes left. I was like, what? There's 30 minutes still? It's like the only scene I could think of that was left was the giant maid scene when they were sucking all the air out of the plant. I was like, that's the only thing I can think of that was left, but there's still like 30 minutes left. So that also happened to me as well. But yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, the, the movie's still funny. There's still moments that I laughed at, but my favorite part is you're the background that you have. That's definitely this, my favorite part. This is the best part of the movie. Like, yeah, it is timeless. I mean, except for the fact they're using VHS tapes. But the idea for the joke is absolutely timeless. It is well written, well executed, well acted, and absolutely amazing. And a genius idea to have the the infinite camera like just shooting over. Like you can just see them. Like if this was higher definition, you could literally see it going forever with that camera trick with the camera being right at the TV. And there's yeah. it's 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 brilliant. And the the lines. Oh man, it's like what, what calls that. Who go? Because it's not they're not breaking the fourth wall. Because that's when you talk to the camera. But it's like they're aware there's something going on. 
I don't know what that's called. Well, it's still, it's still, it's, it's. This is still technically breaking the fourth wall because they're they're aware they're in a movie. They're not talking to the audience, oh, but they're talking. Well, Rick Moranis does like whenever you like, yeah. Well, they show a, like movie crew and stuff every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, 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 well, that, that's a Mel. That's a Mel Brooks thing. Mel, Mel Brooks loves breaking the fourth wall. Robert Hood Tights has a very similar scene. Like his movies have very similar scenes to them. They're just in different settings. Because Robin Hood Men in Tights also has a, a scene where, like, someone misses a jab with a sword and, like, kills, like, a, one of the crew, Extras. one of the crew yeah. making the film. Like, it's, 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 yeah, I, I like Mel Brooks's humor. Mel, Mel Brooks also had a hand in writing the Get Smart series back in the day. I loved yep. Get Smart. Um, Get Smart. Mel Brooks. Well, we said you. You say you love Get Smart, but when was the last time you watched Get Smart? I don't. I don't know where to watch it anymore. Like it's not like it's last time I looked, it doesn't stream. Like I, last time I watched it was on Nick at Night. Also as a kid, but this is a thirty-minute TV show. There's no way it's going to have like pacing issues in every single episode. <laughs> Probably just most. <laughs> just most of them. Yeah, that's definitely the best scene in the movie. The I also like the the plaid scene when they're like we must go to ludicrous <laughs> mode and then you know he's uh he, he like that stop and they pull the lever and uh, he just goes straight into the into the like cabinets or I don't know what you the, the console just, just, I don't know yeah, whatever just, you just yeah. whatever you call that and he just gets up and he's just like hey guys how's <laughs> how are you doing Rick Moranis is a great great actor I, I he's he, you know he's he stopped because he has like raising his kids or whatever. So it's kind of I, I I hope it makes a comeback and like does some like comedy movies and stuff. I would love to see yeah. more Rick Moranis because he's a really good actor. He's got great. Well, he, you you think I don't know if he'll come back because he he said that like he's stopping to raise his kids like twenty years ago. <laughs> he's got to make sure they're raised. <laughs> well, I mean they're they're definitely they're in their twenties now. <laughs> Is he still raising them? I don't I don't I don't I don't know what he's doing. He, I, I know I know he was at a Mint Mobile commercial with uh, Ryan Reynolds. So. Oh, perfect. So he is coming back. He's starting at the bottom. <laughs> Start- well, I guess that's not the bottom, but like, starting you know, he's starting to mobile commercials. With Ryan yeah. Reynolds. And then he's going to work his way up to like short form content. He's going to work his way into some YouTube channels. And then, you know, he's going to be back on the big screen with Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Mummy 16. Yeah. Brendan Fraser <sighs> and him. Well, like the things that still made me laugh in this movie are like the timeless things. Like you said, the the ludicrous speed thing, like the 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 plaid joke never landed for me, but like the slapstick nature of the the thing, him being arrogant, that lands. I think yeah. I think the things that don't land as much are just some of the references, like references that are that Eight. are jokes. Other things they have an expiration date. <clears throat> they do. And like I never watched Velma, but I, I I listened to a lot of people that did watch Velma, and like the thing is the references and that just like everyone said they they weren't funny because they weren't popular enough or pervasive enough in regular pop culture for them to be gotten by most people. Therefore, it wasn't funny. Like the references didn't land because no one knew about them. In Spaceballs, they landed because. They were everything because back in the eighties, like these were fresh movies. Like they made like Rocky five thousand, the uh, joke. They they like the forest and the Vulcan neck pinch. Like all this was like super deep in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, well, this also was like 
when movies came out in like the 80s though it's like that's all there was there was movies in the 80s and that was like kind of it now it's like there's so much content everywhere and things go by so fast just because there's so much stuff all the time things are going to age out real fast it's like six months from now jokes aren't even the same anymore because you'll see seventy five thousand memes in the first week of when a new joke comes out and then like by the later in the month the it's dead because you've seen it like a billion times it's happened a lot of times yeah so like it's it's weird like like comedy referential comedy that's a parody it's i i seriously believe it has a lifespan like monty python the holy grail is mostly slapstick it doesn't seem like it's really referencing much so monty python the holy grail i think holds up better because it's not referencing other movies and other stuff like that. It's 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 its own thing. It's yeah. it's 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 spoofing something that's already ancient. Like the like it's the, spoofing the ideas, not like the actual like yeah, so direct like, rip and stuff. So par- parody is a really interesting thing. Like because we were talking about it, and that's what, and and I was like, oh, that's I was like, and we are talking about nostalgia last time. I was like, oh, this is interesting kind of topic. So I wanted to talk about it. But you know, as as we um, talking about spaceballs, I, I do want to uh, mention why uh, <laughs> we were talking about spaceballs. Um, a friend on Facebook was offering Brian <clears throat> his copy, his very own copy of Spaceballs, and as Brian doesn't have Facebook, I you know screenshotted the message and I sent it to Brian. And then Brian responded to me, and I screenshotted the message and sent it back to our, our listener on Facebook. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, it's fair," because Brian was like, "I don't want to watch Space Pirates." <laughs> I didn't know. To I, be I, fair, I do have a copy of it already. I did. I didn't know you already had a copy. So, like, our you know, our our our, our friend listener uh, on on Facebook was like, oh, "It was willing to give you his copy." So I just thought it was interesting, and he brought up to me, "He's like, I don't think you guys have ever done Spaceballs." So. I wanted to go ahead and you know credit him as we we're doing space balls for you, sir. Thank you for the uh, <laughs> for the inspiration. Here we are with the space balls. Space balls. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if you know this about space balls. I went. I went and did some like digging about space balls. So really? um, for for people who may not know, um, space balls. When he went to George Lucas, uh, when Mel Brooks went to George Lucas, George Lucas said he he could make it but he could not do any merchandising which is why there's the merchandising scene in the film and after the merchandising scene happens is why you see Spaceballs the spreadsheet Spaceballs the placemat like you see other things after the scene <clears throat> Spaceballs the toilet paper like that, that, that joke keeps running because of because he said no because he couldn't sell toys and stuff for the film yeah so because George Lucas was a dick <laughs> about it. He couldn't sell Could toys. Do, so. he, would he have any... I guess he, there probably would be grounds for copying. But, like, you know... I guess they, I, I, they, would, they would look too similar. I'm like, there's no way... I mean, like, Dark Helmet looks like Darth Vader. But, like, honestly, he looks more like a pop of Darth Vader than actual Darth Vader. And they didn't It looks ha- like a Funko Pop. He didn't, and they didn't have Funko Pops back then. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't really know. Like, it's just... I, don't know. I, I feel. I mean, I yeah. Feel, besides, he's just where I think it's really just the helmet. Yeah, the helmet is kind of like what's what's similar. It's got like that, like the silhouette's uh, similar. It's just proportioned completely wrong. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly, it's proportioned wrong. I don't know. I thought I'm surprised. Is there no merchandise for Spaceballs? I at least there wasn't. I, I'm sure people like on like maybe you know, now there is like Redbubble. You can probably buy Spaceballs stuff on like Redbubble now. Like like the well, they just steal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Redbubble is yeah. not a good website to buy stuff. From. Well, I I'm just I'm like I don't think there's any official Spaceballs merchandise, or at least there wasn't in the 80s because that was like the deal yeah. they struck with George Lucas. Um, was that like signed contract? Do you know, or was it just like? Yeah, man, just don't do any merchandise. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there had to be some kind of I, the video. The, what I what I did didn't say it, but I mean, like for legalese, I'm sure there had to be something signed somewhere to get the rights to parody Star Wars, and like you know, it's it was probably in the the agreement or whatever. No merchandise, probably something like that in the setup. So yeah. Um, also, I thought what I thought was amazing: Pizza the Hut's costume was actually made of pizza. Is it really? Yes, and the they had multiple people play Pizza the Hut because it was such a uncomfortable and hot costume to be inside of. Because I don't know how they didn't explain exactly how that, it was. That, the costume in in the eighties, man, that was just different. Nowadays, everything looks kind of like smoothed over, and it's like it just kind of it's like yeah, that's gross, but like whatever. The, Pizza the Hut and stuff. There's like stuff dripping and stuff off of them. It's gross. It's actual pizza. So. I don't know how the suit was constructed, like, underneath, but there was, i guessing, some sort of, like, frame, and on top of the frame there was heaters that would heat up the pizza and make it melt and bubble, <laughs> and <laughs> that's how the guy, like, started eating, I, I just thought, like, maybe it was a prop and he was, like, fake eating it or, like, just put it in his cheek or something, like, whatever, he's like, you taste delicious, just eating pizza. No, he was legit eating pizza, melting off some guy in a costume. <laughs> I'm That's like, great. wow, that is amazing. That it was Look actually with that idea. They're like, also then just the name in general, Pizza the Hut. That's that's a great name too. I'm surprised Pizza Hut didn't sue him. Did they have? Did Pizza Hut allow this? Oh, well, I mean, like it's not pizza. Or... It's it's Pizza the Hut. So I mean, that is true. But it's... that people have sued people for less. Yeah, like. Monster energy drink sues people if you just have monster in the title of anything. <laughs> so of course they do. Um, that, that's funny. That that's really pizza. Um, <laughs> pizza the Hut. Hello, yeah. my baby. That always brings me. Well, every time I think of Pizza the Hut, it's always the the ending where it's like, "Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello my honey." honey. It's like I want to eat at that diner. It's like both uh, uh, the the Millennium Falcon is actually parked in that parking lot too. Is it really? Yeah. Go go pause go pa- go pause it and you can see the Millennium Falcon sitting there. I'll have to, I'll have to rewatch it the next it's, time. I, well, I only have six watches left before I'm dead. I'll have to remember to watch that my next look one. For the, look for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's there. It's just it's it's a matte painting, so it's not like perfectly the Millennium Falcon, but it's 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 well, sure. It's I mean, that's like that's they did paintings. That's how they did stuff. Yeah, matte painting and the special effects still hold up pretty good. I mean, like they're they are ILM like. People that did Star Wars worked on this movie. Like, yeah, that's why the models for the Mega Maid and everything look as good as they do. And the special—it's well, crazy. Even the uh, the lightsabers look. Well, I mean, you know, the the light beam looks a the lot Schwar- better than the what it did. Lightsabers. The Schwarzsabers. You know, like they they look a lot better from the original Star Wars. Now, now it's a little like if you watch the original original Star Wars, the lightsabers are a little rough. 
But now, when you watched it in Spaceballs, they were they were not they were not too bad. Now, but now, if again, if you watch like Star Wars on like Disney Plus or whatever, there's like remastered editions where it like looks fine. They redid the special effects. Yeah, Spaceballs yeah. is still the OG special effects, and like yeah, like where, where Spaceballs holds up the most is all like the the slapstick humor, the um, like the you know getting your balls hit like that that, that always lands for guys. It's always funny. Like in. <laughs> I think, I think it's just, it's just always funny. It's always funny. And the first guy's like, no, 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 don't. And he's like, he shoots him in the ball. He, cr- he does like a ball crush or whatever with the, the Schwartz. <laughs> and the guy falls over. And every single time anyone thinks Darth Vader, I mean, Darth Dark Helmet might, might be mad. They just all go. They just like put their hands in front of their balls. There, there's scene. There's a scene where he's uh, is he in the desert when he's in the desert and uh, his right hand man there. He just puts the um, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Colonel What's Sanders. Puts Colonel on, Sanders. He puts Chicken. on the uh, ring, and he like just waves it around, and Colonel Sanders is standing there just immediately. <laughs> just <laughs> he's like, there, there, he's not. Darth Helmet is not doing anything where he's going to hurt anybody, but he's just—it's just funny to see. It's like we don't know what this guy's going to do. <laughs> he's a little—he's a little unstable. He's—he's unpredictable—he's unpredictable because he's—he's Rick Moranis. <laughs> it's not even Darth Helmet; it's just Rick Moranis. <laughs> we don't know what he's capable of, man. We don't know. Um, That's great. So I know you're not a huge Star Trek fan. Uh, we're slowly working our way through Deep Space Nine. We got to do season two at some point. Um, someday, someday we got to get. Uh, hopefully soon, but um, I got to get Stewart in. I got to rewatch season two. You got to watch season two at all. So um, we are going to work on that. But beyond the Vulcan neck pinch and the snotty reference and the beaming reference, there is another Star Trek reference that they didn't even know was a Star Trek reference in the film. Well, then it wasn't a Star Trek reference. Well, it's not a Star Trek reference, but there's a Star Trek actor in the film who wasn't in Star Trek yet. Oh, okay. Are you going to expand on this? or is that Absolutely. Where I'm... People, okay. people, people who know Star Trek, who've watched the episode the past, they know who he is. But, Brian, for you... <laughs> I'm not going to know. The guy who's got the small, like, afro comb, is like, yes. when they come with the desert, and they're yep. like, we ain't found shit. That is Commander Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> He's a, he plays a Got Vulcan. It. And he, he never says, we ain't find shit in Star Trek, so that's kind of sad, but... <laughs> Got it. Wouldn't have guessed that one. With Tuvok, yeah. And Tuvok was actually in the season Picard, uh, season three of Picard. Yeah, it's baseballs. It Bringing it back. It's baseballs. And, you know, we got Dune, Dune Deserts. Like, so, I mean, like, I, they didn't make any Dune jokes, though. Which I'm a little Dune, bit... I think that, that's okay. Dune wasn't really, like, a thing. Dune came out in 84. I think this was 86 or 88. Like, they had time to make a Dune, Dune jokes. I mean, the, book, yeah, but the books were around for forever, though. That's true, I guess. I don't know. Was Dune a big thing in the eighties? I feel like that movie kind of came out and nobody watched it. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it also wasn't the greatest movie either. How dare you, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you say Dune isn't a great movie? The one from the eighties? Yeah, I'm not going to expand on that. We all know <laughs> that. It's about the greatest. <laughs> We all know that it's not the greatest. I don't know. Like I, 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 I like the look of that movie. Like I love the costuming and the fact that Patrick Stewart said it. Hail Gurney. 
another Star Trek I, reference. Yeah, there is a that Patrick Stewart is is in the movie. You are right. And they have their, also their big they have the greatest. Sh- they have the greatest shields. They're big square shields. Well, they yeah. look like like yeah. weird weird Gumby. <laughs> exactly. That was always wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of Spaceballs. It is a super surface level movie. So yeah. there's not too much to like dive into besides like scenes and stuff that we we enjoyed. I I was gonna bring up the scene that's your background, but my two favorite scenes in the movie are both our backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> They're both our backgrounds. Yoga. Yeah. So those, those are my two favorite. Yo. Do you have a favorite scene? This has got your your background's got to be your favorite scene. I feel yeah. like that's anybody who watches Spaceballs. You're like, yeah, that's the best that, one. That's the best scene. It it is it is a timeless scene. Like I said earlier, it's it's. It's per- great. It's perfect. It's it's really really is perfect. Maybe it's, they'll make another Spaceballs movie and Ray will be in it. Oh yeah, Ray. Ray will be the new Lone Star. Um Yeah. I'll watch it. Maybe that's Ray in the Millennium Falcon at the end of Um she might not have been born yet. No, no, but the character Ray. I'm not saying it's not it's not Daisy Ridley, but it's a character. Oh, okay. Zatra Han Solo yeah. is dead maybe. Um, because yeah, theoretically, maybe. they take place in the same universe if the Millennium Falcon's there, right? That's how that works. <laughs> and and the same as Star Trek one, because they make all the Star Trek references. The Vulcan neck pinch. And technically is right. So then he where's was Darth Helmet in? They should just bring... <laughs> you know what they should do? Bring Darth Helmet into the next Star Wars movie. Make him the villain. <laughs> that's what they should he's do. He's Kylo Ren, but he's Dark Helmet. I mean that's exactly that's what Kylo Ren was basically Dark Helmet. He's Darth Helmet. <laughs> well, he he had the helmet for no reason, like just like just like Dark Helmet. Darth Vader. Well, Darth Vader has the helmet because he has to breathe. Dark Helmet has it just to look like Darth Vader, and that's the reason Kylo Ren has one is so he could be like Darth Vader. That's true. If you break it down that way, you are right. Because Kylo Ren is a Darth Vader simp. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, David, if you want to get I would suggest anybody <laughs> to go watch Spaceballs if you haven't seen it. Even though uh, you ra- even though people... you rated it a six, Brian, you're going to well, recommend Spaceballs. Why am I being chastised for my ratings here? <laughs> it's it's how I feel, man. I know. It's how I feel. I understand. I understand. It's how I feel too. But it's just funny that you're rating a movie below average for yourself, and you're still recommending it, which I th- I just find interesting. Yeah, it's below average. I would rate Monty Python higher. I think I haven't seen that in a long time either. That's true. It's like it's it's weird. And and I also want to touch on Galaxy Quest too because I had mentioned it before we had gotten started. Is that Galaxy Quest? I think holds up better, but it's also like twenty ish. It's way. It's also twenty ish years newer, which is why I'm thinking like maybe. That was like 2001, (laughs) wasn't it? I could be totally wrong. I'm not too wrong, but I know it's somewhere around It's either there. early 2000s or late 90s, I think, yeah. Ga- Galaxy Quest was. So it's like at least got 15 to 20 years on Spaceball. So that's that's what, why I was one to, wondering. Um, I think parody has an expiration date. When it's super referential parody, I think it has an expiration date in the zeitgeist. Because like the Rocky joke just didn't land. Some of the other like really specific jokes in Spaceballs to like things that were big in the 80s didn't land as hard the slapstick landed the this the the mr the mr uh videotape player scene 
uh, re- yeah. re- registered because it's because it's it's timeless. I mean, uh, if it's, it's you know if those were besides the VHSs, oh, but I mean, it, it, they could have been Blu-rays, and they the, those will, media always changes. You know what I mean? So I mean, like, it doesn't really matter what they are. It's just a form of physical media, and it's like you know, I guess. it could have been Mister Streamer. You know, <laughs> it comes straight to streaming. You know, but I mean, like, the joke still lands whether whether or not the medium, whatever the medium is. Yes. That is technically true. Yeah, because I will I, on a technicality, I will give you that. Well, yeah, because the medium doesn't matter. Because the joke will still be funny no matter what, because it's well executed. <laughs> as long as you know what a VHS is. Well, it's like I, I guess if you know how to watch the movie, <laughs> maybe it, maybe it doesn't <laughs> land for for youngins. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it. I don't think it would land as well if you don't know what a VHS is. And I don't think younger folks nowadays even know what a VHS player is. Well, they should watch Red Letter Media because they they run a, a VCR repair company. Yeah, you and me both know Red Letter Media's like demographic is not young. <laughs> it's not the TikTokers and Zoomers. <laughs> no, the Zoomers are not watching an hour video, dude. They only watch like TikToks. thirty seconds. After yeah. that, it's done. Their their attention span's out of here. I'm not saying my attention span is perfect either, but I think I have a pretty good one. Anyway, it's 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 bizarre. Like just speaking, just talking about the young kids and stuff. Uh, my my brother is a big Hokies fan, and they play Inner Sandman in front of the Hokies games, the football. It's a college team, Virginia Tech. And um, so when Metallica put out their new seventy two seasons album, I was like, "Hey, did you listen to the new seventy two seasons album?" He's like, "I don't really like Metallica." And I'm like, "You listen, you go to the Hokies game, and you always hear Inner Sandman. You don't like Metallica? Was, well, that's the only Metallica song I like." And so I sent him like one of my favorite ones from the album. He's like, the song's too long. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, why do you want your stuff to be over in 30 seconds? Because <laughs> it's time to go to the next thing. Oh man. You're gonna run you gotta out of jam as much you got you got 30 seconds. Jam as much information as you can. Into it. Anyway, yeah. We got so, the uh... space jam. It, yeah, All we got yep, is Dirty guy. D's We're the space ball jam uh, Yep <laughs> David will be uh, Making his own album We'll be putting it up on the channel Spaceballs album I, I, yeah. I, like, I like the space I, 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 I ironically like the Spaceballs song At the end of the film when they're when they're Doing the escape scene That's not bad yeah, it's, I don't like, I'm not going to like listen to it well, Constantly no, no, no. I mean, I'm not going to listen to it constantly But it's, it's, it's legit you know, decent. It it fits the film. It's pretty fun. It works. It works. It works. So yeah, spaceballs. Go space see balls. if you haven't seen it. Go go watch it. I mean, it's it's not your fastest paced movie ever, but it's got good Star Wars references and other sci fi references, and it is it's a fun it's a fun film, even with the pacing issues. It is there's a, a lot of references. If depending on your age, there's a lot of references you probably won't get. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, I get the, a lot of the references, and like they just for me they just they don't don't land anymore. What do you guys think? Do 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 you guys think that the parody has an expiration date? Does does parody just stop being funny at a certain point? Is or is it timeless? Um, as I said earlier, I believe slapstick is kind of timeless depending on how it is. And like the scene like this, that doesn't super rely on anything. Um, but the, the well-executed comedic timing of the actors and, and the well-written lines, like that kind of stuff is timeless. Cause it's not really referencing anything except for VHS tape, but media is media. So I, I, I think it works. Uh, parody lasts for, I, I think it expires after a year. <laughs> really? 
for new stuff. New stuff. If I was to make a parody movie now, I think it would expire after about a year. I think t- things move too fast. I mean, parody parody does, but I mean, like some 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 like newer parodies, like Meet the Spartans, and like Not Another Teen Movie, and stuff like that. Like they like some of these are like barely funny the day they came out. Well, I'm saying if, if there was one that is funny, if they ever decide whoever is in the power to make a new one, I think it would be funny if they made it good for about a year. And then after that, all the references would feel like they're like 30 years old and nobody would care anymore. Hmm. That's my thought. Have you seen Galaxy Quest recently? No. Because <laughs> I watched it last week. <laughs> well, because I mean, like we watched like a year or so ago and I felt like it held up really well. Um, well, that that still as... works. That, that I think that's still from a time where that works. So you, I don't think it would work nowadays. So you think parody just doesn't work nowadays? If if it's if it's, yeah, I think maybe maybe twenty fifteen is when stuff started moving really fast. Like we were just like I talked about with like memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Things go by so fast. It's just like you know Harambe memes, man. I still make them, but everybody hates them. <laughs> Remember Harambe? <laughs> exactly. We'll never forget him. We'll never forget them. But anybody who's listening just heard that was like, oh my god, I haven't heard that in forever. And then you look up and you're like, wait, Harambe was only from like five years ago or seven years ago or whatever. And then we watch Spaceballs and you're like, they're still pulling out stuff that just works for that time period. Yeah. And that's like, you know, 35 years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's just it's just strange. And I, I wonder if that's why we're not seeing as many parody films anymore. Well, that and like just... Probably there's probably a lot of greed to it too. It's like if you're gonna use my property, I want eighty percent of the revenue. <laughs> but also just like just the, the the whole modern audience thing. It's like they're it's like Hollywood's so scared to offend anybody that like There's that too. Like there's there's like there, things are humorless and like women are sexless. They don't they're just like dressing them up like men now and they're just all like ever boxy and boring. Like it's 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 bizarre. It's we live in bizarre times. Well, do you, do you think? Do you, I don't know if I would like to know if this is true or not. No, I don't think it. It, it feels like it might make sense, but we. I don't think neither one of us know the actual answer to this. When they make, uh, if somebody were to make a movie and make it how like where it's where it's potential where it could offend somebody in the now now times, is it just is that money? Is that movie going to make less money? because of that or are people just complaining on twitter and it doesn't matter because hogwarts legacy people really complained and that move that game is going to make more money than any game that's co- going to come out this year that that game made over a billion dollars so for all that complaining that happened it did nothing but either boost the sales or didn't even affect the sales because i don't know what the game would have made if there was no controversy well the problem is twitter is not a good or accurate representation of like america well the internet's not <laughs> People just complain on the internet no matter where you are. Well, yeah, I mean, people complain on the internet, but I mean, like, I'm on Twitter, but I don't, like, really use Twitter. And that's the thing. Like, there's probably a lot of people on Twitter, but how many people of those are, like, the actual hardcore users? It's pretty small. And, like, the Twitter echo chamber doesn't, like, it only reflects, like, a small demographic of people. Yeah. So, like... Especially now that Elon Musk has taken it over, it's it's definitely Twitter's gone. Well, it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with any with him or anything. It's just like whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's TikTok. It's no matter where people complain. Is that affecting how much 
The, is the movie making less money because people are complaining online, or is it just people complaining and they don't care? Well, because the people that were going to see it aren't probably going to be convinced not to see it because somebody complained on Twitter. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think I don't think <laughs> I don't think enough stuff comes out that's offensive enough to everything is so bland and homogenized now, which is why like, everything is just tick boxes. Like, Wheel of Time was yeah. tick boxes. Star Wars is tick boxes. Most MCU stuff is tick box. Everything is just so, like, manufactured in this, like, sterile, boring environment that it's just like, we're going to get, we got to film all these tick boxes. So we're not telling a story anymore. We can't tell jokes anymore that aren't just, like, bad self-referential jokes that are just, like, just making light of the situation we're in that completely takes us out of like the stakes that we're currently trying to feel like as it was a little bit problem with Thor, like they were like, especially the most recent one, there's a lot of like just overly slapstick stuff just thrown into scenes that were like serious, like people, sure. people of cancer and were dying. I killed, I'm killing all the gods because my daughter died and we're doing all this like slapstick stuff around it. Like the tone just, doesn't work doesn't work and things are feeling more and more soulless and like i think we gotta ask like, you're asking an interesting question like does the people complaining on twitter matter i think i think movies are being made for the people who are complaining on twitter but there's not enough of them for the movies to be successful because yeah look at look at all it's like the movies are being catered to the smallest percentage of people and most common denominator <laughs> It's like the 1% of the 1% that are complaining about the movie hardcore are the ones that are like that the movie, dictating how like, movies are being made. And and it's it's who are listening and it's who the movie studios are listening to and I'm like like all these Disney movies like Peter Pan and Wendy is getting like abysmally reviewed. Uh Indiana Jones also it's the month before it comes out like it's like around 55% or less on Rotten Tomatoes last time I checked. And, like, it's got a month before it comes out. It's got a full review embargo lifted. It's got it's got no restrictions talking about it, basically. It's got a month before it comes out. It's getting just ravaged. Like, <sighs> the Little Mermaid isn't doing great in reviews either. Like, there's a lot. It's just, like, it just feels like everything Disney's putting out is catering to this, like, Twitter mob of, like, yeah. like give us this, 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 and this. And like the well, media- there's a lot more that I'm sure there's a lot more going on than just like the Twitter mob. I'm sure it's a very complex situation that we don't it- know. Even for like this writer strike that we were talking about, it's probably a far more complicated issue that <clears throat> that only a few people really understand. You really probably got to be part of the writing guild to really understand what's going on. Well, they're trying to get rid of AI. They want to have multiple writers on the same project because the thing is, the problem with the writer strike is that once the streaming bubbled. When the COVID COVID happened and we had the pandemic, streaming bubbled because people stopped wanting to make movies. Like they, so, they started doing streaming, and all these streaming services started like rapid fire opening up and trying to get big. So there was a giant need for new writers and, and new people. But now streaming services are bombing hard, and they're trying to like sell their stuff to other companies, to other people to stream it, so they can get that revenue from like licensing their stuff for other people to stream. That. Is you know, and they're pulling back on new series. I know Disney's like trying to shave money off of Disney Plus. So like, there's too many writers and not enough things to write. So part of the negotiations, they're trying to, they're trying to get like a, like six like six writers or X number of writers per project. And I'm like, you don't always need that. 
especially when things are only like 10 episodes long. Like didn't James yeah. didn't James Gunn wrote, write most of the Peacemaker episodes? Yeah, well, I mean, he well, I mean, yeah, James did, Gunn is a, I don't James Gunn is kind of like the top tier when it comes to that kind. Of, like he wrote, he's writing the Superman movie by himself. It's like there's some that, stuff that, that like that, that's what, so, so what I'm saying. But the thing is, when you when you write things by committee, that is also a problem because it's like why well, don't if you get six people like all writing the same you know multiple thing you know a series that's only ten episodes long. Because most yeah. things aren't don't go past that. Like you don't need that many writers, but they're trying. No, you, no, you don't. <clears throat> but they're they 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 want all these like really unreasonable things. I mean, some of the things are reasonable, like you know, decent pay, residuals, like that's fine. But some of their other demands are kind of like they're just trying to fit a square peg into a round hole because of this this streaming bubble burst where there's too many writers and not enough jobs. So they're trying to like keep everyone yeah, employed. I mean, it's, it's a complicated situation. <clears throat> it's complicated. And some of the things they want are reasonable. Some of the things they want are absolutely insane. So I, I, I don't know. And if, if it's mandated that things have to have six writers on them now, what happens to the singular vision like James Gunn? Cause I think he wrote like, like 60%, I think of the he can just do whatever he wants. He can, he has so much power at this point where he can just kind of do whatever he wants. Well, but I'm, I, I don't want just stuff from James. I want other good writers to have sole control over stuff. I don't want yeah. these. Well, homo- I would imagine most of the writers probably that even on shows and movies that we don't like, I would imagine the writers writing it are probably being told kind of like, this is the direction we have to go. And I'm sure they understand like what they're writing isn't like, it might not be that good, but they're being told that that's just what they have to do. Otherwise they can't, they're not going to be able to work on the project. I'm sure that happens all the time. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. I mean, that's also a good question. It's like, you know, I complain about writing a lot with wheel of time rings of power, but how much of that is the writers and how much of that is studio telling them, telling what to, them, telling them what to you do. have to hit these check boxes or you have to do this certain thing i don't and they know. just have to like weasel it in i i don't know i don't yeah. know if it's both of That's them what, what the tech boxes it's are it's it's unclear um yeah but well, even I, the way i we talked about the uh um the way the oscars have to run now if you want to qualify for an oscar like oh you have God. to hit That's... certain check boxes it's like you have to have like uh, people from besides having like a white person, you have to have somebody that's in a under what was it? What they what was it like under underrepresented group or something like that, as which a, means not a, white. Yeah, one of your like lead actors has to like not be a white male, or it, it's like and it sounds crazy, but like there's an Oscar page that like I I showed you, and it's like there's it's, like ten things you have to hit, and it's all like you have to include these types of people. You have to have these X amount of writers, these kind of actors, and it's just to qualify for an Oscar, which is insane to me. Yeah, the, so. the, the Oscar rules are just going to torpedo any creative goodness in, in films. For they, like, the tick, the the Oscars is now the tick box generator. You yeah. must, you I mean, must there's literally tick, tick boxes box. you have to hit to like qualify, and which is crazy. You need to get but, away. You from, know, literally- we need to get away from tick boxes. No more. No more. Like 1966, Star Trek. We had. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> we, 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 we had Uhura, a black woman on the ship. We had Chekhov, a Russian. America hated the Russians. We had a Russian on the bridge. We had 
a Japanese man on the bridge. We had an alien on the bridge. And we had a guy from uh, Iowa on the bridge. <laughs> and this was radical at the time. But the thing is, Star Trek, they didn't write episodes like, oh, her is black and she's on the bridge and this is important. Or they like, oh, this guy's Russian. This like it, it, They didn't write stories that way. They just put the inclusion in. They casted it that way. They wrote the characters to be inclusive characters, and then they just wrote stories with these people in them. Yeah. Now, nowadays, it's like the story's got to be about the tick box, and I'm just like, no, that's not, that's not how stories work. You can you can be diverse. You can have your 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 representation and everything, and 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 you can still tell a good story. But they're they're not telling good stories anymore. They're just filming tick boxes and it's absolutely madness like like rings of power like even even if they had like 50 black actors playing dwarves and elves it wouldn't have changed the writing being absolute garbage but the fact is there was one black elf and one black dwarf and it feels worse that there's only one of each it's like tokenism it's like literally tokenism Tolkienism, yeah, it's Tolkienism. No, no, it's just like it's like so you're 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 breaking the lore by like just inserting other races in, but you're only doing one. It's like what what it just it it feels even more out of place. Like they just shoehorned in a black elf and a black dwarf, and I'm just like, yeah. And they like all these people are like, this is historical. I'm the first black dwarf in Middle Earth, and then I'm the first black elf in Middle Earth, and I'm just like, okay, why aren't there more? If you're like, if this is so important. Why is why is there just one? Oh man! <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, just, it 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 feels worse. You know what I mean? I'm I'm glad everybody enjoyed our spaceballs, Bosh. Like just it just brought up all sorts of other things. Like I I don't yeah. know. Like I mean, not every show has got to be just about like the thing. I like talking about topics, and this helped bring up other topics. Well, we like, are. We're philosophers writing. today. It's fun getting into philosophy. It's fun. It's yeah. not just. It's not just. You know, we're not just talking about mindless things. We're like getting into the weeds. I like getting into the weeds. The like weeds. we had one episode where we had uh, Kipley Brown on, and we started talking about the double slit experiment for an hour. Well, that's that's, that's <laughs> we, a topic. We started talking about physics and stuff like that, and like and reality, the perception of reality. It's fun to get philosophical and like not just talking about oh Star Wars, Star Trek. Lord of the Rings, Avatar, Woo! the greatest, the greatest, the greatest IP ever created. Oh, you, you ha- do you have your derpy Jake Sully on your desk? Oh, wait, I can show you. I can show you. <laughs> hold on, hold on, everybody, hold on, everybody. Brian, so uh, Brian started a, a tradition uh, among the the two of us. Yeah. Um, so oh, they don't when, really show too good when we got when yeah it, you have to keep them in front of your body. Yeah. Jake Sully and Jake Sully uh, Avatar. So yeah. <laughs> uh, when I got married, Brian was one of my groomsmen, and his his wedding gift was a Neil Breen film. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this started the the realm of uh, cursed gift giving. So for his birthday, I buy him really cursed Steam games <laughs> whenever there's a Steam sale. But for his birthday, I got him the derpiest Avatar uh, thing. I could Jake find. Sully in a wheelchair. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> Brian, oh, Brian loves his avatar. I do love my also avatar. got him a Yamper butt mouse pad for Christmas. This that I, Christmas. I don't have that handy to show, but it is, I do have that. So so we do we do curse gifts, which is fun. So if you, if you have friends, you should you should do curse gifts and try to make them. They money. are fun. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed. Brandon on a high note. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of news, spaceballs, and philosophy. <laughs> That's the title right there. <laughs> well, uh, let us know what you guys think. I mean, Brian is going to ask us ask you to email us. I am. I was waiting for, like, I was just going to interrupt, but if you're going to give me my own moment, email us at synthaholics at yahoo.com. David just told me he deleted, like, 200 emails because we got a lot of spam. <laughs> I, deleted I don't know if thousand. there's any real ones in there, but, like, if there was and uh, we didn't read it, it's because David deleted it and it's his <laughs> fault. I understand that sending emails is annoying. It's for work. Nobody wants to do it. It's way better to comment. And I agree with you. However, send an email because just, I just want an email. Yeah, we will We will read the email on the episode if you guys want to send us an email. Um, so, yeah, we, we, will, we will read it and we will comment on it. Because I, I want to know what you guys think, especially, you know, in the comments. For well, the, depends what's in the, it depends what's in the email. You know, sometimes, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to put in the email, but, like, we could read it. But we also don't want to get banned. Yeah, well, we I, are here as mere mortals to uh, the platforms that provide for us. We are, However, we are David and I both have to tone ourselves down. When we are not podcasting, we would get banned <laughs> off yeah. of most platforms. But here, we have to tone it down. <laughs> yeah, we, we do tone ourselves down a little bit now that we are on multiple platforms. Before, in the, in the days before video, we were just on... We were just on the yield listening so we could say whatever we wanted and it was liberating but now that we're on the yield youtubes and the yield twitches we have we have yeah. we have overlords we must not piss off <laughs> don't want to get banned but yeah email david at synthaholicsyahoo.com yeah. i recommend Spaceballs. uh yeah tell us what you think about parody does it have an expiration date I think so. Brian thinks so. We want to hear what you have to say. You can also comment in the yield comments below if that's your deal, too. Until next time, David and Dark Helmet Brian out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm Dark Helmet now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. May the Schwartz be with you. Oh, boy.